1: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome in Busted Open Nation here on a Saturday. It's time for the Busted Open Podcast Edition. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, joined as always by the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. We got a stacked show per usual here on this Saturday. It wouldn't be a Saturday show course without weekly winner where we give you our best show in the week that was in professional wrestling. And this week was no exception. Truly a great week in professional wrestling from Monday Night Raw to Impact to NXT AEW and a really great Friday night SmackDown show. The running is close And uh, well, it's anyone's guess who is gonna get weekly winner. Well, we know, but you don't know. So that's why you gotta listen, right? So as we talk about SmackDown, this is obviously a Saturday show, plenty more to get to on the Saturday docket as we recap Friday night SmackDown, including the continuing relationship between Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Roman taking on some very Lesnar-like qualities. You'll hear the world's strongest man's thoughts on that in this episode. And finally, We're gonna end the show talking a little bailey and sasha yeah that's right bailey continuing her role as truly one of the best heels in the company calls out her former friend thankfully her former friend there were some concerns out there in the uh busted open nation yeah thankfully sasha banks not showing up on smackdown last night so she is somewhere to be found don't know when exactly she's gonna get back but we asked the world's strongest man where he can give us his best prediction where we can expect to see the boss back. So you got Bailey, you got Banks, you got Reigns, you got Hammond, you got Weekly Winner, you got Busted Open on a Saturday. Sit back, relax, quick play. Let's get it going. Friday SmackDown airing last night. Roman Reigns has returned. Big reason why I feel like that show is is really uh, catching some legs and, and gaining some momentum, right? Or catching its legs and gaining some momentum. Uh, Roman we got another window, Mark, into where maybe his character is going. I, I said before break, he's he's drawing some Brock Lesnar comparisons, and, and I'm not really talking about Heyman. Yes, Heyman is there, so you're going, you're going to get those comparisons, right, because that's the last man that we saw Heyman with and in control of. But I'm talking about the psychology now behind Roman Reigns and the way he now is being developed as a character. And we saw it last night. We saw it uh, at Payback right? Roman Reigns is essentially doing the Brock Lesnar gimmick where I'm not showing up often, but when I do, I'm going to beat the shit out of absolutely everybody and you might hate me for it, but you got to respect it, right? Roman Reigns now, Mark, we saw it last night in the tag match that ended SmackDown, Roman Reigns teaming up with his Zeus, teaming up with his cousin, Jay, right? But he doesn't show up until the very end of the match. He's, he's, He's putting down cleanup duty. It's a new wrinkle to the Roman Reigns character.
1: Yeah, but you know what, man? I, I'm, that, that shit is playing really thin with me. I mean, it's like if, really? if you're going to be in a tag match, like go to the introductions. If you want heat, then come down a uh, entrance just like that and then go and tell Jay, this is your opportunity to prove to me you could do this. And him go sit at the announce table and sit there. They're asking him questions and he's looking, looking them off like, very smug and then when it gets down to the nut cutting and rather than have an entrance right there then you have him go and steal it Hmm. with the tag and then you go and and I would have done it differently I like the way it was done but I thought that there was a better way to do it because you had him already there so people could see him oh man It's, it's like um Jaws, you remember the movie Jaws? And the, you get this big giant monster shark, and you see somebody in the water. And they're in the water. And here comes the shark. If, if the shark immediately just goes and it swallows the person, nobody cares. But if the shark is, is, is getting closer and the person doesn't see the shark, and then the shark pivots and starts to circle. Then the person sees the shark, but they're still worried about. Now I got to get to the sh- get to the boat, and they're swimming to the boat, and the sh- You create the drama by the, the the monster being there. That's what was missing last night because I enjoy watching. Um, I enjoy watching Jay uh, fight both those guys off, but I still wanted the shark there. I wanted Baron Corbin to be able to look back at the announce table thinking any minute that Roman might come and do something to him. I wanted the clothesline out over the top, right in front of the announce table, with, you know, Sheamus clotheslining Jay out over the top, and Roman being right there, and Sheamus looking down and looking at him going, whoa, wait a minute. Let me get him back in the ring. I'm never going to take my eyes off Roman until I'm back in the ring. Like that's that was something that was needed last night.
0: So where do you think or where do you think the story is right now? What do you think the story they're trying to tell is with Roman being behind the scenes? Obviously, Heyman being the advisor. Uh, It it plays like to me that this is Heyman. I know Heyman came out last week and said, you know, I or whatever it was two weeks ago. uh, Most people think I'm corrupting Roman Reigns, but trust he's the one that is corrupting me, which I like that little wrinkle. I like the way that rang. Uh, and I like the way that it stood with me. But the truth is, is Paul Heyman is the ultimate corrupter. Right. He he he, he is Paul E. We know the history of Paul Heyman. He's a, he's a slimy character. Right. So right. it would stand a reason that he's influencing Roman Reigns's actions, that he is being the advocate, that he's telling him not to come down. So, again, I guess I'll, I'll ask you, where's the wrinkle and what do you think the story is that they're trying to tell as of right now? Because, Mark, well, I think we could see what you're describing next week or the week after. I think we're building to what you're talking about.
1: Well, currently, right now, the story they're trying to tell is he's he's we talked about this last week is him being the Don, him being the mob boss and pulling the strings and 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 manipulating the situation. But what I saw last night was him basically, you know, stealing from his cousin after his cousin um, set the table, cooked the food sat down, put the napkin on his lap, grabbed his knife and fork, and then Roman comes and snatches the meat off his plate and, and just eats it and walks off. That's what happened last night, and it left him like, what, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? I mean, I mean like, we're family. Like, and, and you create this turmoil um, where Roman is trying to prove to everybody else that, listen, I call the shots. I do what I want, when I want, and how I want. And you're going to fall in line or you're going to get consumed. And Roman, had the one thing that he has not done yet is what I was suggesting last week when we were at this juncture
0: mm-hmm.
1: is Roman beat his cousin within an inch of his life and all of the family comes down and says, What are you doing? Why would you do that? Like, y'all were raised together. You slept under the same roof. You ate under the same table. We raised you all the same. Why are you acting like this? And him denouncing himself from his family. And him being a... I mean, like, that the potential is, is there. Everything is there. The table is already set for that. And I think last night was the first installment of that because he he stole from his family and then wouldn't even look him in the face like he came down to the ring did a slide tag right. spirit got the win and just you know and then he forced him and and at the end you know like jay was like all right well you know shit it is what it is we won he tried to raise Roman's hand. Roman is looking at him like, wait a minute. Don't you looking at my title? Why are you? I know you didn't just pick my title up. Like, and, and there was that turmoil between him and his cousin. And, and as much as we, we look at it like, oh, this is Jey Uso. We're, we're not looking at it like it's just a Jay Uso. We're going, right. hey, they're family. Yeah. It's It's programmed into us. And that's what we see as that negative and antagonistic uh, thing that Roman is doing. Well, you know, it's like you read my mind because my next
0: question was going to be, you know, where do you think this is headed? Right. Because I think what you said is a great possibility right Roman reigns bucks the family uh, he takes on everybody he does some you know really shady things that you know builds this heel character. I think that would logically make sense because we're it's a slow build to that right We're not getting that right out of the gate there's hints of it there's tinges of it right but I could also see a scenario where Roman breaks down his family right, where he gets them on his side, specifically the Usos, to where he convinces them that they're lesser, that they haven't achieved their, their full potential, right, and that they stable up, that they, they, they actually join forces, and Roman kind of brainwashes him, like a cult leader, right, like a cult leader of that, that particular section of the family, and then maybe, as we talked about last week, a uh, certain Dwayne the Rock Johnson comes in to try to break them of that spell and save the family, like a battle of the family.
1: I I see it on both ways. I see it that side and um, him saying, listen, you've had every opportunity to be great. You've been a tag champion, but you've never been a world champion. Right. I'm here to help you. If you listen to me, you will have an opportunity to be one of the best wrestlers in this company. But you're gonna have to follow. I'm the leader, right? And and kind of browbeat them. I can see that. I, I yeah, I could definitely see it.
0: When it's time to go to, 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 the, to the track. track. Yeah. Serious XM NASCAR Radio's got you covered. Here we go. Tune in to Serious XM NASCAR Radio or listen on the phone when you get out of the car with the Sirius XM app. Oh, nice. We're back on the track. Saturday at 6 30 p.m. Eastern with NASCAR Cup Series Racing. Everything's
1: happening so fast. It's the Federated Auto Parts 400
0: from Richmond Raceway. You gotta go take it. On Sirius XM. XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Very, very, very well done. <laughs> Mark, I kind of said it as we went off the break, and we've been saying it now for a little while on this show. When when Bailey debuted that heel character um, almost about a year ago with the debut of the Fox show on Friday Night SmackDown. That's right, we've really been dealing with this uh, this Bailey and Sasha relationship and in whatever incarnation it is uh, now that we've been watching. It's been a year. It's been a year. And last night you heard the audio, Mark Bailey taking another step uh, to the dark side, right? Now, uh, the, it feels like a culmination of a story being told. Bailey is in full heel mode. I don't know what's to come, but what I do know, Mark, is the gloves are off, and there is no one on the side of Bailey anymore. There's no more Banks. There's no more anybody. It's Bailey versus the world, and she is owning that spotlight. I mean, she is doing some of the best heel work in the company, and that is something. A year ago, Mark, I if you would have told me that that would be happening, I would have put my job on the line. I would have told you there was no possible conceivable way that we would be sitting here a year later with Bailey doing some of the best deal work in the company. Um, just a, a testament to her professionalism and the talent that she is, man. So uh, what did you think about the promo last night? And Ed, what do you think about this evolving character that we're seeing with Bailey and the fact that, you know, she is solo now. There's there's no help coming. It's Bailey versus the world.
1: Well, I, I think it's great from a heel perspective. Now you get the heel that's allowed to do the singular things that get heat, not just, you know, using other people to get heat. And I always like seeing a Ted DiBiase, you know, uh, a Mr. Perfect, you know, like uh, if you go into the, if you go into this modern uh, era of heels, uh, watching somebody like a Jericho or watching somebody like a AJ Styles manufacture heat from a singular point. It's easier to do that when you got help, but it's more effective when you do it by yourself. And I think that before... before I, I guess I guess it was Charlotte that that pretty much started it and put the heat on yeah. put the heat on on Sasha and ba- and Bailey pitting them against each other. It was yeah, it was Charlotte
0: it was and
1: yeah. now you have those two women pitted against each other finally. finally, it's all come out. Are you going to be her minion? Are You know, and, and all of that that went on. Bailey was not ready to have that kind of heat back then. Now she is. And she's owned it. And she's gotten so good just in a matter of about six months. I can't wait to see what kind of heat she's going to be able to develop on her own in these next six months.
0: Yeah. One of those stories, it's one of those stories, Mark, specifically with me where it's been great and I've I've enjoyed watching it. Um, But it is, I I do wonder how much better or what it would be like, I guess with the fans, but that's not, um, you know, it's not something we can focus on, but I, I would like to see, you know, what that response would be like, because she is really laying into it. She's really finding her groove and uh, it's really hitting on all cylinders. And I'm excited to see where it has, or excuse me, what is uh, in store for the future? Because we talked about it last week on the show, Mark, you know, if you can make this run to WrestleMania, that is definitely something that I would be interested in. I, I guess the, the, the hiccup or what's kind of refraining me from being all in on that is it's a long way away to WrestleMania. And that's something that LaGreca hit on yesterday. He's like, yeah, if they can make it compelling until WrestleMania, I'm all for it. Um, I don't know if they can make it compelling all the way to WrestleMania. I will say this, if anyone can, it's Sasha and Bailey. So I'm going to enjoy watching it unfold. Uh, As we bring up Sasha, I do have to make a note about last night and something that I was glad that we saw and something that you guys were, I don't want to say concerned with, but definitely something you touched on yesterday. And that was, hey, uh, I hope and pray." That Sasha isn't on television tomorrow, tonight, when you were talking right. yesterday morning. So, thankfully, uh, if you guys watched and if you didn't, I'm here to tell you, Sasha Banks was not on television last night. Thankfully, no, after the beatdown, we're getting right. We're getting a proper break in between Sasha and television, and that was obviously the right move.
1: You know, I, I want to. I, I love to see her not even be involved in this pay per view. Yeah, 100. I like to see her be gone, you know, and then come back and go, "Hey, yeah, um, I, I had a, I had some medical issues that needed to be taken care of. I'm not out of the woods yeah. yet, but when I do come back, Bailey, your 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 days are numbered." And Bailey coming out of the bushes and just beating her ass again. I mean, really dropping the hammer on her. And the next time we see Sasha, uh, it should be during the holidays sometime, one of the the pay-per-views during that time. And it's not just the Sasha that we see right now. Not the blue-haired Sasha. Right. But back to the red, pink, had Sasha, the one that we saw against Ronda Rousey, um, though not her trying to be the babyface and you know get the respect and admiration of the fans, the adulation of the fans, of the crowd, but I want to put, I want her to feel pain. She said that I wasn't her friend. Let me show you, is, is, is this a friend and have her show videos of her helping? You wouldn't have that title if it wasn't for me. You talked about you helping me be two bells bang. You held me back and then show it, show it. Right. You didn't want me to be champion. I could have been champion right there and you wouldn't allow it. Because you, and and just really paint the picture. It's like you wasn't a friend. You used me. You were right. You used me. And I'm not even mad that you used me because you know what? I would have probably done the same thing.
0: And now I and now I know, I know where I we stand.
1: Yeah. I know where yeah. we stand now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's hell to pay. And you're gonna pay it with blood, like really. Let her go in. Like it's gonna be great, man. You, it'll, it'll last. It'll last, Mania.
0: I, I hope it you does. Now, I, I forget the the caller that chimed in yesterday that said, you know, let's keep Banks off t- TV until Rumble. Uh, that's not happening. Number one, the beatdown didn't warrant a, a gap between Rumble, but number two, we're in a pandemic and the roster is what it is. Um, I mean, it's good, but you need all the pieces you can get and Sasha Banks I don't think. But what,
1: what about the at the Rumble? Um like she needs to take a couple of she need she needs to try to get Bailey and Bailey won't face her. Right, Bayley's Survivor better, Series. I think I think yeah. the first serious matchup we get is the Survivor Series, right? right. And then and I think if you be, are going to I don't do want it. to touch. I don't want right. to touch. We're in the but, ring together, but I don't want to touch. And finally, you get to pass Survivor Series, and you're like, "Look, you can't dodge me forever. You can't dodge me forever. I'm right here." Yep. And she starts taking matches from anybody, extras, extra talent. (laughs) She starts having matches with people that that's you know the the current Indies champion, Uh, something, anybody. Just make it up. Yeah, which I. Yeah,
0: which I like that idea as well. I think that's the way you can go. And also, then when you have the series, Mark, then you have Rumble as a jumping off point to tell a different story, add a wrinkle into the feud. And who knows what you can do with the Rumble, because it is, it is my favorite event for that reason. All the swerves and all the mystery and all the pomp and circumstance that goes into the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, now you win the Rumble and you force them yes. to face you. Exactly, and that's it's all good. All it's a perfect world in pro wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of a being in a perfect world in pro wrestling, I, I don't know if it's a perfect world in Alexa Bliss's head. We'll stay on the ladies, oh, gosh. Uh, Mark. We got we got another wrinkle last night. First of all, should mention uh, Nikki Cross gets the pin over to Mina in that fatal four way. Nikki Cross uh, will now be next in line for Bailey. Uh, at the Clash of Champions pay-per-view, which is being tagged uh, Gold Rush. Now, that's a nice note, right? Hey, hey, Nikki Cross. Mark, I know you love Nikki. We've talked about Nikki on this show. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, plenty of regularity, but that wasn't the takeaway from that Fatal 4-Way match. The takeaway from that match was uh, Alexa Bliss, as uh, aforementioned, previously mentioned, uh, taking a wrinkle in her character and hitting Nikki Cross on the outside with Sister Abigail. So, Mark, this is something wow. that... Uh, we've been talking about now for a minute. It looks like Alexa Bliss is teetering towards the dark side, right? She was abducted by the Fiend, whatever it was, over a month ago. And uh, it looks like that influence is still there, Mark. I'm here for it. I want it to happen. I talked about Friday Night SmackDown, every character having a purpose and every, you know, it's not necessarily that the payoff is always there, but it leaves me wanting to see what's coming around in seven days. I will be tuned in. Next Friday, and Mark, I will definitely be tuned into Alexa Bliss because she has me. She has me. This has been a slow build, it's been a proper build with a little bit of Easter eggs, and you get rewarded for paying attention. It's a cohesive story, it's not disjointed. And at the end of the day, no matter what Alexa Bliss does, I don't care. I have she has my full support and faith. Anything that she does is great because she's great. I can't wait to see what Goth Bliss or wherever this is headed, uh, whatever she ends up looking like because she's gonna kill him.
1: You said Goth Bliss. Yes, let's go. I, I tell hair. you, man, like um, her her doing the sister Abigail popped me because I I'm I'm such a mark for watching <laughs> people do stuff that you don't expect to happen. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. I was standing there going, wow, man, Nikki Cross, that's awesome. And wow, we go there? Really? Man, all right, I see what y'all doing. Like, they, they got me. So, I mean, and here we are talking about it. So it was effective. And I think that that's something that's got legs.
0: Oh, it definitely does. I mean, Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, unto himself. Um, and we, we can talk about the Firefly Funhouse and Wobbly Walrus. We'll hit that when we come back. Um, there's plenty that you can do with Bray Wyatt. He's an interesting character. The Fiend is interesting. It can go a lot of places and he doesn't need a title, right? You throw Alexa Bliss into that uh, cauldron, if you will, right? You throw her into that Sort of equation and where she could go and the and the feeding off of one another because both of those talents, Mark, right? The Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss, two of the best on a microphone in the entire company. I can't wait to see what that dynamic starts evolving to because I think there's a. I mean, you said there's a lot of legs. There is, but there's there's just there's so much energy and there's so much intrigue with those two and the magic that they can create on a mic, I just, I can't wait to see where it goes.
1: Well, I mean, it obviously points to Braun Strowman. And, you know, having Braun Strowman involved in something uh, pays dividends for the company, for the brand. Uh, You have a major player that's, you know, going to be occupied uh, by Bray Wyatt and by The Fiend. And now... If it, regardless of how good Braun Strowman does, uh, Alexa can always be a game changer for whatever happens with that saga. So, I mean, we we got a lot we got a lot to look forward to, and it looks to me that the most intriguing things that's coming down the pike in pro wrestling is happening on SmackDown.
0: History is happening. 20 years from now, this is going to be the most talked about championship of all time. And the history books are being written on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Every big shot in the NBA playoffs. Bang! Luka Doncic just won it for the Mavericks. Every twist and turn in the bubble.
1: LeBron is not going to win a title if Anthony Davis
0: is not playing at a high level. Don't miss a moment of the 2020 NBA playoffs. With games every night on your 24-7 home for hoops. Series 207 XM 86. Let's get into weekly winner, Mark. I I would like to just, I mean, listen. It was a great week in professional wrestling, but I I just feel I'm 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 hoping maybe you're going to swerve me, maybe you're going to take me in a, a different direction. But I I I just planned on coming here on this Saturday and just like a- a- NXT. Like are we just going to agree that NXT is the weekly winner and can we move on? Can we just can we just save the pop and circumstance and the explanation and the going through each show and can we just come out and say NXT was the best damn show because the way that show began with the title match between Finn Balor and Adam Cole going a half an hour, and not just the great match that it was, but everything that came after and the wrinkle that it showed with Adam Cole's character looking like maybe not a complete heel now. Maybe there's a turn happening with Adam Cole. I'm not sure, but then the the main event between Martinez and, and Rhea Ripley uh, I'm, i mean, again, I'm gonna save the the pop and circumstance of the explanation. I thought NXT was the best show of the week in a, in a in a week that was stacked with really good professional wrestling. I, I thought it stood above the fray.
1: You know what it was a great like you said it was a great week uh even if you consider Saturday you know you can't really comp say Saturday was a part of that. That was last week um but Saturday was really good, man. Like it was really good. I was entertained a a talk about AEW All Out. Yeah, man. I, I was I was really happy with it. And then you come into Monday and all of the stuff that we got on Monday, which you know, is wow. A lot of star power. Yeah. I don't think that everybody was used effectively, but The way that that show flowed and the way that it ended and how, like, to have Jey Uso be put in a main event capacity in one night without any other buildup was pretty damn impressive, the way that they, they orchestrated that. And then you go on Tuesday. And you have what I thought was the best match of the, of the whole pandemic. And then come to find out that was not even the best match on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, to tell he going me that? Yeah. that Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez come out in a cage match? Dude. after watching what I thought was one of the most balanced well played individual matches of the year yep and you topped that how in the hell did that happen how i still don't and there were things in the middle like i I love bronson reed i love i man i i i man the the um the whole show was was pretty damn impressive. And I think hey, that one of the uh, things that we oh. miss a lot is Swerve Scott. I think Swerve yeah. Scott is somebody that, the dude needs more TV time. He, he needs more time. And, and, and the things that, that, what happened with Velveteen, um, I thought that was entertaining as hell too. It was just like really, really balanced. And it had like a really strong, strong uh, beginning and then a really Mm -hmm. strong, strong end. The bookends, everything in between looked kind of like average, but it was because of the gravity of what happened at the beginning and the gravity that happened at the end. It it just smashed everything in the middle (laughs) As, as good as that was. And then Wednesday... Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I'm i slowly becoming um, a Jericho-holic. Like, I, I think that, that Jericho is, <laughs> we all know how great Jericho is. Yeah. And his performances are getting to the point now to where that's what I look forward to on the show. That's one guy. With all the stuff that happens with Cass, Orange Cassidy, with all the stuff that happens, um, and what a great main event too, by the way, uh, Dustin and who I think Brody Lee is one of the better workers in pro wrestling. Period. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. When it comes to work in the ring, it's, it's hardly anybody better. And that match was really, really impressive and emotional. And you could feel for Gold Dust. Yeah. You, 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 you've, man, it was, it was that wrestling emotion. What a, what a great show. But I'm going to tell you the only thing that I look forward to in my week as football came up, and we'll talk about that more in the mimosa minute. Was seeing Jericho. Whether at the announce table. Whether doing a promo. Whether in a wrestling match. But Jericho and Swagger. <laughs> in the ring. Like some of the stuff that happened with Sonny Kiss. Like you know. Sonny is a hell of a worker man. Like I. I I'm I, Sonny is growing on me. And. At one point. We are watching the match. And. I I told Jacob, oh, my God, Jack Swagger just hit Sonny Kiss from behind. And (laughs) Jacob said, dad, do you hear what you just said? And I was like, oh, my God, like, I've created a monster, Ryan.
0: Look what you've done! I've, well, you I've, say you created, I have created you know, <laughs> a monster. First of all, let me just say something. You said you created a monster. Uh, we got our <laughs> fantasy football. Not to break too far from weekly winner, we got our fantasy football uh, league. Obviously, kicking off this weekend. Like so many uh, of you out there listening in, in nationland, if you will. Right. My first matchup is against Jacob Henry, uh, the world's strongest man's son over there. Right. I was getting ready to come on the air today. This this directly ties into Mark creating a monster. I was getting ready to come on the air today and throw some, throw some heat at Jacob, right? 14 years old. uh, He was talking crap to me. He's got Travis Kelsey on his team. He's like, I'm not done. You know, he was, he was getting lippy on the text chain. Right. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to come and I'm going to throw some heat at Jake, Jacob. And uh, then we had a conversation yesterday and you informed me, because I thought I was watching him grow on social media. And I saw him a little bit on the the webcam uh, over the last year or so, Mark, in the last year, your son has, uh, reached a level of like adulthood that I just don't know how it happens within a year. You told me yesterday now that Jacob is like one, 260 pounds. Mark, I'm 260 pounds and I'm like 5'10. Your kid is infinitely bigger than I am and he's 14 years old. You Ryan, have created a I, monster.
1: I, not only have I physically created a monster, <laughs> um, he has taken on my sense of humor.
0: He's uh-huh. taking
1: on the like, like you can hear from the, the chats uh yeah. on the fantasy chats that he is lippy. He's little glib. Lip. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I I, was, I, <laughs> I digress. We'll we'll talk about Jacob yeah. another time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. like going forward <laughs> with what happened in the show, I, I just man, AEW is them putting Miro out like I was overly excited. I was overly excited. And and I have another tease. Do not miss Monday's show. Do not miss Monday's show. And I'm going to just leave it right there.
0: You're talking about bust it open.
1: Bust it open on Monday. Do not miss it. Um, That being said, I love the fact that NXT and AEW are on different nights, guys.
0: Yes, yes.
1: You might, people might be like, oh, well, I I don't care about the war. I really don't. I think that the winner is us because I found myself on Wednesday watching one live and then watching the other show afterwards half falling asleep. Yep. Yep. Tired and not being into six hours of pro wrestling with the commercials and everything. I I just, it's like going to WrestleMania and watching seven hours of wrestling. It's it's hard. Uh, So that being said, um, you get to Friday. And what we got yesterday was a really... Balanced. Really, really good show from beginning to end with so much quality in it that it made me question whether or not... It was good enough to make me question whether or not should it be number one. And for that reason, um, close... Is no cigar. If you're not first. You're last. You're last. <laughs> and I have to say that NXT is the weekly winner. Yeah. It was really cool that SmackDown was able to get in the conversation. Because, like I said, The gravity, when you say gravity, when you put gravity with something, that means that it's like a planet. It has its own gravitational pull, and it pulled all the wrestling fans towards it. And then all of a sudden, Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley come, and you got two planets. And now you're stuck in the middle, and... The planets were pulling towards each other and just crushing Raw, AEW, SmackDown. It just destroyed everything. NXT had two really good matches, guys. If you did not get a chance this week to watch NXT, go on to some streets, go on YouTube or somewhere. And find it in its entirety. Because I'm gonna tell you, it was a great show. It great was show. I mean, it was really, really good show. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed.